Welcome to Three Little Things, a natural health podcast. We've created this space to help you positively navigate the world of holistic and natural well-being, where each week we will explore something new and dive into a diverse range of holistic health topics from all walks of life. As chiropractors, we are equally passionate about helping educate, share and empower you on your well-being journey. Created with you in mind, Three Little Things aims to bring you digestible topics and applicable tools and strategies to help you grow, thrive and live well. So let's dive in. Welcome back to the Three Little Things podcast. My name is Sarah and I'm joined with my co-host, Lily, who is back. Yay. We're very excited to have you back, Lily. So I guess before we kick things off and introduce our guest for today's episode, tell us something fun or a highlight from the trip, Lily. Well, besides being such a vast country and the most amazing skies that I've seen forever, you know, shooting stars left, right and centre, the feeling of, I will say, confusion, as I was saying to you guys before, um, before I left Sydney, I thought I was a full bottle on so many things. But on coming back, I'm realizing uh, how little I know and how confused I am about a lot of different things. So Indigenous culture being, being one of them in particular. So, yeah, it was actually a very mind-blowing trip and very useful. Very cool. It's good to have you back. Uh, which is really nice. So today's episode, and I'm going to let him introduce himself because you all know who he is already, but we are welcoming back Greg. Welcome back. Hello. Had such a great, or had such great feedback feedback from your previous two-part episode that we did, um, which is really exciting that we just had to have you back. So welcome back to the podcast. And um, what are we going to be talking about today? Today we're going to be talking about uh, not being drawn into the frantic pace leading up to Christmas and expanding on that even further, not being drawn into what I call lower vortexes of lower consciousness um, in that time but in everyday life as well. And then I think that also leads into how I feel and believe the only way forward for all of us is to constantly increase our levels of EQ, emotional intelligence, our levels of empathy, compassion, understanding thinking about what we say, what we do, all that sort of thing. Mm, very mm. cool. Um, and quite a well, important important topic in general, but we were saying before as we lead into this crazy, hectic time of the year, I think some of these things come up a little bit more often and need a little bit more awareness, I think. For sure. And it, it, it's a time of the year that a lot of people can get very, very stressed and they mm. don't even realise why they're getting stressed. It's a bit like the equivalent of Thanksgiving in the United States. <laughs> that is apparently the most stressful time of the year in the United States. Yeah, wow. and there's just this pressure that seems to to somehow build and, and people feel under and, and it can often be pressure about spending time with, with relatives and people that, you know, you maybe have strained relationships, that sort of thing too. Mm. But if you can prepare yourself and remain calm and not get caught in, in the frenetic activity, I think it, it you can you can arrive at Christmas Day or that, that holiday period in a much calmer, better state of well-being. Mm. As you were saying, Greg, before we started, uh, come November the 1st, you know, according to your wife who's in retail, there is a certain uh, energy out there that's a bit crazy mm. and that will lead all the way for the next six, eight weeks to Christmas. And that's, as you're saying, the lower consciousness of, is it buying, consumption, the not enough, the lack perhaps? 
Yeah, I, I, it, it's it's probably to do with with all of those things. I also think there's there's a real expectation to have everything perfect for Christmas Day. Mm. That every I remember when you know a very wealthy client base back in the back in the day, everything had to be done by Christmas. So there's that expectation as well, um, and that you have to have everything in place. I think then we wake up on Boxing Day and think, what was all that about? Uh, uh, but it's, yeah, it's, uh, uh, and when, if I think about it, for me personally, I could not care less what we do or don't have on Christmas Day. If I've got my family there, mm. healthy, and even if we're having a barbecue and salad, or even if we're having a picnic on the beach, which I've done many times on Christmas Day, that's that's what it's about for me. I don't care that some painting hasn't been done or, or whatever. But I also think, getting back to your point, you you may notice the traffic will start, the, the, the rage in the traffic and the, and the speed of the traffic and everything kind of builds. Mm. And I think this has got back to that, that greed that you're mentioning, Lily, that people don't think there's actually enough. There's not enough time. There's not enough product. There's not enough abundance. Mm. To go around so that we all have it. So everyone sort of turns into the every man for himself mm. mode. Yeah. Whereas if you actually stay in that abundant mentality and have that trust that there will be enough, everything will be fine. What we do have on Christmas Day and what we don't have will be enough. Yeah, yeah. And the whole perfection thing is just saying, because one of my friends also works in retail and they sell these outrageous uh, crackers, you know, the ones that you pull apart and there's a toy of sorts and mm. you know, Christmas hat and so on. <laughs> and the and the cost price of this rubbish, I would say, yeah. is a plastic is you know fifty cents or a dollar. They are retailing for twenty bucks a bonbon. And people are desperate to get their hands on those bonbons and and getting very angry when they miss out. And they usually they usually do sell out. Mm. They do. We gave up on the bonbons. A few years ago, I think. Mm. Because the other thing I really struggled with was, was the plastic bits of nothing that landfill. Yeah, you know? waste. Yeah, and I'll always take the ribbons off the bonbons and the little bells or whatever, and put Safe. them away mm. to reuse them. Yeah. I and, and every, it all just gets even even the, the Christmas wrapping. Paper, yeah, like I will I will take as much of that as I can instead of putting it in the, in, in the. Everyone looks at me like I'm a crazy person, but I think if you can reuse it again, it's. I don't know. And yeah. so before we began once again, whether it's just the anatomy of Christmas, that it's got to have you know the head, the torso, the arms and legs of Christmas or frenzy, otherwise it doesn't look like Christmas. You know how you know, and I was relating to you guys about the pre-wedding stresses that goes with this outrageous production. There has to be a bridesmaid breakdown or someone not talking to someone or yeah how do you pick your best man because you know you have so many best friends mm. so i wonder whether we are so conditioned to stress enough to enjoy enough does that make sense mm. if we meaning if, if we don't have the stress that mm. the, the crescendo is not going to be as enjoyable or mm. worth it mm. which i don't agree with because i, I don't i'm so stress averse Mm. Uh, and I have most people who know me know that the, the word perfection doesn't enter into my household. So once <laughs> it comes to my household, go yeah, right, she's not a perfectionist. 
So I don't care for that, but I know people who love a perfect table setting, mm-hmm. all the right candles, the napkins, the crockery and cutlery. So I don't know, break. I mean, it's a lot of cultural baggage to break down, isn't it? I think you're right, though. I do think it is conditional. Mm-hmm. I really do. And I've noticed on a few Christmas Eve, now, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love Christmas and the joy that it brings for whatever reasons. Always have, and I do mm. just feel like it's quite magical. I'm not quite sure why, but I just do. But I do notice on Christmas Eve and that week leading up to Christmas Eve, I've stopped and thought a number of years now, this is actually just the same days as any other of the year, but I have the mindset that there's this mm. thing about to occur. You so know? I guess we might put some audience members off if we discuss the actual reason for Christmas, which, which is the birth of Christ, mm-hmm. which which we're celebrating basically because he was a great person who was upon the earth and brought various teachings to us. Yes. So to me, that's the essence of why we celebrate any day, really, is celebrating each other as humans. Yeah. So I guess Christmas is a good time if you're lucky enough to have family members who are close that you can spend, mm. you know, and spoil perhaps or treasure and be grateful for. Yeah, it's all about mm. just being together really, isn't it? Mm. And I think just in that time leading up to Christmas, leading up to weddings, leading up to whatever, just, you know, really exercising incredible patience and tolerance. Mm. Yeah. And I just absolutely refuse to get drawn into that fast pace if i feel myself speeding up which i often do i think no you're not mm. you're going to go deliberately slow mm. is what I, you know and it, it, i find it just it just serves me really well i'm in a better place by christmas day because a lot of people are exhausted by mm. christmas day and then they're sometimes seeing family that might not be easy or whatever and so therefore your trigger points are very low and that's why there's a lot of explosions that would happen at that time because everyone walks in there exhausted. I try and not, I try and look in the other way in a place of calm and well being mm. around and, that. And you in particular, Greg, because you have such high emotional intelligence, you can access this feeling quite readily because you, you, you practice what you preach, don't you? So you know how to do this, whereas most of us have to have to learn this. And yeah, well, I feel mm. like I'm, I feel like. I work on improving, increasing my emotional intelligence every single day, Mm. which I feel like all of us need to do. Mm. Yeah. Um, And firstly, for myself, for the greater good of myself, and then for the greater good of all others that are in in my life. So when we began this podcast, which was during the um, last lockdown about a year ago, Mm. um, our aim was to really bring some sense of hope and joy and and maybe some techniques, and that's why you have been a regular guest, Greg. Um, it did show me, though, when we were able to get enough people into our home last Christmas by stealth or dishonesty, <laughs> and we had our full complement of um, family members, 14, I think, plus a child's as well. What really came home to me was the hilarity on the day that we usually take for granted because it's quite a hilarious day in mm. our family, but I thought... We really celebrate the the craziness and the laughing and the the in-house jokes that we can do with each other because we we get it 
and no one is offended. Yeah, disgusting. You're talking about your ridiculous son, Archie. Yeah, yeah Archie. because yeah. Archie yeah. Yeah. charades other people. Yes, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Next podcast. But you know, they're the kind of things that that I think prisons mm. is about. Yeah. Yeah. Which so what you're saying is actually about the joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think we, you know, when you were saying before about yes, okay, we have to have an element of stress to get stuff done. Like that's just human nature. It's that good stress. But when does that good stress or the bad the stress start to level up that it outweighs the joy that, you know, that crescendo brings that we were talking about? And I feel like that's kind of what Christmas, you know, what we're talking about now in a sense is that we stress so much that we forget to enjoy those moments and I feel like COVID in a sense did that a little bit for people was that we were so drawn apart in terms of our physical being able to being with each other that we did just you know everyone was just like as long as we're all here who cares what we're doing it doesn't matter let's just yeah. you know sit in a circle and laugh um and so I, I t- yeah I totally agree with what both you were saying brought that gratitude back to a new level mm. of thinking oh my goodness what we used to just take for granted yeah we actually can all get together yeah we can be joyful yeah and we can just as little as it be ourselves mm. too you know which is which well, is totally wonderful so in the last few podcasts that we've done with you greg i hope our audience have taken on some kind of practice you know if not daily then it's on a semi-regular basis mm. because on the way up here we're discussing how do we feel that sense of fullness mm. you see because a lot of people feel, you know, that they have to keep feeding the emptiness within. So whether it's with drugs or alcohol or gambling. Or money, any, yeah. Money is this sort of, this sense of, well, it's not full yet, so we're going to put more in there. But mm. the sense of fullness comes with sitting, like you have taught, with joy, you know, and feeling so full in ourselves that we are, we are full. Yeah, I think if you know, just sitting for a few minutes each day can make an enormous difference. And just setting that intention, affirming to yourself, you know, I'm more than enough exactly as I am right now. I have more than enough within me right now. Right now, right here, right now. Doesn't get any better than it is right now. And I, I can't tell you how many people I work with around that stuff because we have to feel complete within ourselves. You know, we. Uh, my feeling is that we have to feel so complete within ourselves that we don't even need another person in our life to make us feel complete. Where I feel a lot of people will mm. try and find a person to complete them, uh-huh. which I feel <laughs> I struggle with that. I feel like every wonderful relationship in my life is an absolute bonus, but mm. I would not. There's no way I would ever want to be without. Them. Mm. But I have. I feel like I have to be complete within myself mm. and I feel my purpose and my drive every day is to be a vessel of joy for me personally and then for everyone else in my mm. life and beyond my life. Yeah, I remember when, um, you know, in the whole, I mean, like gratitude has obviously been a thing for a, for a long time, but I, I don't know if it was like early uni for me, there was this craze or phase where it became the new thing to do, like it was the new mindfulness activity, right, to write your three things of gratitude every day. And I remember when that whole thing went through and mindfulness has always kind of been a part of, it's always been a practice in some form of what I've done. And I remember it just being like this shift in a couple of my friends who I love dearly, but I probably would have put in that, you know, a little bit greedy, a little bit selfish category, you know, but just this change within them of, yeah, I guess that fullness and that satisfaction of who they are first by simply just saying out loud or writing down three things that they enjoyed about their current life, three things they were grateful for that they already had. Um, and Lily, we've talked about this before, but just bringing awareness to that current state 
of who they are and what they already had meant that they were no longer striving for, you know, that next hundred dollars from gambling or they didn't have to go out and do this and do that because they already content or they were already content within themselves. And that's, yeah, what I kind of get from this chat as well. It's if, yeah, if we're content and happy within ourselves, then there's no need to go out and steal it from someone else or go out and be greedy. Yeah, and a lot of that is coming from being drawn into that lower consciousness vortex. Mm. You know, I need more. I need a new car. I need a new kitchen. I need, I need, 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 need because yep. I haven't got enough because everyone around me, it's perceived, has more than me, mm. you know. And so if you can actually start and just, I can't absolutely emphasise enough just a few minutes ago, just sit, just calm, just breathe. You just get so much perspective about that, and because it, it makes you realize actually yeah, things are actually all right. Mm. Oh, yeah. Do I? Do I need? Them? It's like when I am out in the desert, leading those retreats, sitting under that gum tree mm. with a fire. Yeah. You know, Beautiful. and and I honestly do not need anything more than that, mm. and it gives me great perspective. All of the you know, these COVID going on, these these wars, these mm. revolutions, these financial crises, these, everything, none of that out there has changed. Mm. And that's it's just all created by this absolute lower consciousness stuff that just is around us. Mm. You know, it's yeah. a choice. It's always a choice how much we choose to get involved and also a choice of how much we choose to react mm. to all of that stuff. Mm, very interesting because... Um, you know, coming up to this crazy time of year is also about showing off, isn't it? Well, all that exterior stuff that people think is important. Mm. And today, you know, at um, a bit of a book club uh, lunch that we were having, we were talking about altruism and philanthropy. And that sort of makes sense to me, but not really, because a lot of it is to just shove money at people and then show off about it. Just go, look how much charity work I'm doing, you know, I'm a really good person, aren't I? Because I've just given, you know, bucket loads of money to these poor people. And then going back to living in their, in their fancy homes and being all nice and clean. Mm. I don't know, I just feel a bit weird about that too. So I just had a funny, I kind of strangely weird day because a lot of things have challenged me. Um, and I, I think coming back in the bush, it's been very obvious what goes on. Yeah, mm. a lot of that is not coming from the right um, intention. Mm. Mm. I, I did do a lot of charity work back in the day um, and at one time I was sitting on three charities and I think mostly there were about 35 people on the charity committees. There was about two of us that did the work mm. and it was about saying that you're on that yeah. committee mm. for that. Another thing that I actually conceptualised and, and, and then handed it over to start was at Castles in the Sand at Palm Beach years and years ago to, to raise money for kids with cancer. And mm. I, I got this concept, I was sitting on a plane and I saw them building sandcastles and they were in a competition. I thought that would be great to have up there. Well, that turned in to the biggest social event of Sydney of the year. Mm-hmm. You couldn't get a ticket. <laughs> Sponsored then by Emirates and Louis Vuitton and, and you know, all of these um, sponsors. And I was then invited to it and I thought, yeah, well, actually, I do. So, <laughs> but what actually happened was only 5% of the actual um, mm. funds raised were going through to the charity. Wow. In the end, so the whole thing got scrapped. <laughs> so you're exactly right. A lot of these things can really, you know, come from the wrong intention and it's about 
appearances. Mm-hmm. You know? And where we live here, we start to see all of those appearances starting to appear now the weather's going to be real and the beach house is getting prepared and everything's mm. going to be fabulous in the beach house so that it looks amazing. Mm. So back to EQ, hey? I mean, mm-hmm. the feeling of being emotionally intelligent or what does, so EQ is emotional quotient, is that right? Yes. Yeah, how would you explain that, Greg? It's a difficult one to explain, yeah. and I, I've looked at that. <laughs> talk about being put on the spot. Yeah. The, the the quotient is 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 about your the it, they do measure your level of emotional intelligence, yeah. and yeah. so that's that's where emotional intelligence is EQ. So that's that, that's how that works. Mm. And so being the more emotionally intelligent you are, is is the ability to have to. to think about and to consider and to have the empathy about what might be going on for someone else, Mm -hmm. which also, you know, can be quite altruistic, you know, as you've mentioned altruism before. But just before you say something, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to say something to Sarah, she might have something going on at home that I don't know about. So it's worth me considering would that be an appropriate thing to say to someone in all circumstances, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's why people do get triggered so quickly mm. because there's not a lot of consideration about what might be going on in other people's lives. Mm. And it's a bit like all of this facade that we're talking about. There's people driving around in very, very expensive cars. I know for a fact that a lot of them can be on the bones of their bum. Mm. Excuse my French, but mm. they can. Mm. But it's about that appearance of that and they can be so stressed. And the, the, wouldn't it be better not to be driving around with that and not to feel that mm. pressure, but that's, yeah, all of that's, you know, yeah, weight is important. But I just think, and this is the thing I think that gets me about the, the frantic place leading up to Christmas, the, 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 the lack of consideration in the traffic is the perfect <laughs> example because people are in such a hurry. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, I've got to get to wherever to get that thing that I absolutely need have now. To have, yeah. have to have now. And it, there's just that lack of consideration, lack of courtesy. Mm. And and I think, you know, having high EQ is about having that consideration, having that courtesy, that empathy to just think and feel how other people might be feeling and how your words or how your actions may impact them. Mm. I think Anthony was here right now, so most of you know, know Anthony, who's <laughs> just not actively coming forward and always had some other comment, you know, from left field. If Anthony was over here now, he would talk about um, people overshooting with kindness, all right? So <clears throat> during the last two years, there's been a lot of overt showing of kindness because it's been a really disastrous few years. Yeah. So when people are crossing the road, for instance, um, a car stops and just waves that pedestrian across the road, even though there's no pedestrian crossing there. It drives empty berserk because you just go, just drive, you know, <laughs> they can cross at the crossing. <laughs> I want to tell you the words that he would This kind of gone stupid, you know. So there's the whole volume thing, isn't there, that, you know, everyone's so kind, but it's sort of become a bit, ridiculous so mm. it's figuring out well all right <laughs> yeah no a- absolutely i mean we have to be realistic and, and also too we don't 
I don't think we don't necessarily have to like everyone. Mm. You know, I don't need everyone to like me. I, you know, <laughs> no, but there's there is there is there is a lot of that too. That mm. I, there's a, there's a fabulous word in German actually about when people are over kind, over friendly. Yes. But I don't really. What about I, I love German so utterly. Is it Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, it's just when someone's overly nice that mm. they could just pee you off in a minute. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like that actually has the opposite effect. Mm. And I think that's probably what Anthony's mm-hmm. talking about too, yeah. that we've gone into, which is actually, I think, nice is good as long as it's 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 authentic and genuine. And yeah, money or smug, you know. Mm. But again, it goes back to the charity thing you were talking about as well. It's what is the intent behind it? Are we? Yep. Are you being really nice because that's genuinely, authentically who you are, and yep. your emotional intelligence? is to consider what, you know, you're considering what the impact you're talking about, you know, all those things we just said, or are you are you being nice to piss people off? Yeah. Because I know there are people in the world that are like that too, you know, that they they know that it makes your skin crawl and irritates people, so that's why they do it. So I think it all comes back to that, what is your intent behind it? Exactly right, So It's yeah. always about intent, you know, and everyone that I work with, we always talk about, questioning yourself all the time and I come in from a place of good intent mm. you know so even for myself there'll be a lot of, there'll be about three times a year not even for myself but for myself with the work that I do working with a lot of people all the time I'll often say to myself you know Craig, who the hell do you think you are like you know do you mm. think you know it all do you do you and I'll have a little chat to myself and I think well Okay, probably need to recalibrate it down a bit. But what I always come back to is I'm actually coming from a place of good intent and or love for the greater good of mm. those people. Yeah. Doctors and medical practitioners that I work with, that you know, where there's grey areas with some of the stuff that they're dealing with and they get so worried about, you know, whether they've made the right decision, whether there's going to be X going on, whatever, always bring it back to did you come from a place of good intent and the expertise that you need. Mm. And if you can answer yes to that, I feel like you can rest easy. That's all you can do. Mm. Wow. So, you know, that's a really, really good point. It's mm. about that place of good intent. Yeah. Um, coming from that. And it w- wouldn't it be lovely if everything that we, everything that did come out of our mouths, you know, and, you know, I'm far from perfect. With that, and my kids will often correct me <laughs> with, with that sort of thing, but did come from a place of good intent mm. and all love. Well, that's the other thing too. Like we can't sit here and pretend like we are always happy and life is always easy because no. it's just not realistic either. Um, and we're going to get angry. We're going to get frustrated. We're going to be upset and mad, and that's just part of life mm. as well. So, yeah, I agree with us. And there's, you know, yeah, there's going to be people that this is all. Yeah. You yep. know. Um, but that's also... Sometimes I think uh, I've had a few examples of that this year, actually. Um, and what it actually made me realise is it's, it's that that process of elimination. It made me realise what I don't want to be mm. when I've witnessed that sort of behaviour. So that's the way that I dealt with that. Yeah. And then slowly worked through the forgiveness patterns of that too. But it, it really is, and that's a huge part of, of, of EQ, is that patience and tolerance, mm. that respect and that understanding. They always say that you should spend 
a lot of time with someone who votes differently to you and really have those conversations mm. and thinks differently to you. Most of the world, as we look at it now, is so they band together with the same mm. beliefs about everything and they're, that's why they clash heads. Mm. Whereas if, if you've got different voters together, okay, tell me your point of view mm. and I'll tell you mine. And I think there's also about having that openness around that too, because I feel like I can be, I feel like I'm open to everything. I can be persuaded mm. uh, totally against the way that I was conditioned. Um, if, if the argument is, is is good enough and and that it resonates with me, I can make sense of it. Mm. You know, and that that dissipates a lot of the the anger, the resentment, the as well. Mm. It, you know. Yeah. It, and, and EQ is all about, as far as I'm concerned, is creating harmony. Mm-hmm. And I feel the more harmony that we can create in the world moving forward is the is the way forward. Mm. You know, only way forward, actually. Yeah. And that all gets back to what we originally started with. You know, leading up to Christmas, leading up to mm. harmony. Mm. Imagine if 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 it was everyone just walks into all of these things and it's a harmonious environment. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. So love is one thing, but for me also it sounds like it's respect. Absolutely. So you can have a different opinion, but I will respect you enough to listen to you. Mm. And also I have enough self-doubt that I can be um, changed by by what you've just told me. So Mm. it's it's having enough humility to just go, yeah, right, that Mm. sounds a lot better what I was thinking before, you know, so why wouldn't I take that on as well or feel that, you know? I, and I think humility is huge word mm. of that. You know, it's it's a word I use every day, so many times a day. It it really is about being humble, coming you can be powerful, you can be successful, you can be very effective. In fact I think you can be more so when you when you are humble about it, you know, having that humility. And not letting the ego drive us. And we all have it, you know. Mm. I, I feel like I've still got a hell of a long way to go to, mm. to work on that sort of stuff, but I'm working, I'm consciously working on that all of the time. Yeah. And trying to come more and more from a place of humility, respect and understanding. So once again, before we started, we were discussing watching the TV and watching all the bad news and how there's a lot of studies to show that if you watch half an hour of bad news, how many percentage more unhappy you're going to get every day. And I said to you about um, how I view TV like a crime show now, you know, like a CSI crime show. And maybe the frenzy of Christmas can also be looked at with some amusement. So mm. here comes the frenzy of Christmas. Well, mm. guess what? It's the 1st of November. It happens every year. As you said, Thanksgiving is the most stressful time in the US. Mm. So can we, can we with some kind of... Um, smile on our face go, yep, that's what it looks like, and then practice what you've taught over the years, mm. go back to episode, whichever it was, and so it doesn't seep so deeply into ourselves yep. and make us crazy and angry. Yeah, you can definitely make a conscious decision to protect yourself from that energy, mm. you know, not allow yourself to be drawn into it. And, and definitely, yeah. With that, you know, people listening to this can't see the smile Lily had on her face when <laughs> she goes, here comes Christmas. <laughs> it, 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 I, 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 even work, there's a, when, when I'm dealing with someone that something just so incredulous is being said to them, which mm. is so inappropriate mm. or so mean or whatever, I actually teach my clients to smile. Mm. 
now. Mm. Same sort of thing. You know, not not reacting to a point where I'm going to be drawn into it. And it's that whole thing about not being drawn into that mm. consciousness. It, it, does, it gives the other person nowhere to go. I'm going to steal something from Patria King. I did mm. one of her workshops years ago on uh, looking after the practitioners. So she was talking to us practitioners. And she used a really cute little four, three-line thing. And it goes something like this. There goes mum being mum. If I want mum to change, I will suffer. There goes mum being mum. So you can transpose the word mum for Christmas. You, know, you can say, there goes Christmas being Christmas. If I want Christmas to change, I will suffer. There goes Christmas being Christmas. So to tell, well, what it said to me was that if I want something so hard to change, I'm the one suffering. So do I want to do that to myself? No. So therefore, for the advice of God, go leave. I go with the flow of it. Yeah, mm. so there goes mum being mum. I don't know why she said mum, you know, there must be a reason for that. But, um, <laughs> so, yeah. I thought it, well, it's, that, it made an impression upon me when she said that. I thought, oh, that's cool. And I think we can, I think we definitely can go with the flow of it. Mm. But it, it's, it's, it's at what level we get drawn into all of the, mm. all of the drama yeah. leading yeah. up mm. to it. And, you know, I'll always enjoy Christmas. But I'm not going to, I refuse to get drawn into that, the drama leading up to it. You know, so it is, you're going with it. We're not actually trying to change Christmas. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to to, to make it a more harmonious thing in the two months leading up to it. Mm. But as we discussed before, every year we're a bit different so that a lot of wisdom cannot happen as a six-year-old or a 12-year-old perhaps, you know, but gradually, now I'm in my sixth decade, now I've got to, few more thoughts in that I've tried out and worked and some that didn't try didn't work so I've ditched them. So it does come with experience, doesn't it? We're sort of practicing the idea of letting go, having good intent and being patient with oneself and eventually maybe at arriving at a, a better place. Yeah, and I think also two things that resonated with you, you know, five years ago mm. may not resonate yeah. with you yeah. now. We do need to let go of those layers of conditioning. Yeah. And we constantly need to reinvent ourselves, be dynamic in our way of thinking and our thought, and be really gentle with ourselves about mm-hmm. that too. If, if you have done things that, you know, don't resonate with you now, that's fine. There's no point in going over and over, shouldn't have done that. This, it's done. But what I can do now for me and what I can do for others is, is the most important thing. And then also um, what we hear today, we might have heard yesterday, but we didn't actually hear it. So today, or this other day, I heard about forgiveness. I heard that um, forgiveness doesn't actually set the other person free, it sets you free. I thought, thank you. Why didn't I hear that before? <laughs> so I thought, a lot of things, you know, I hear now, and I go, ah, that's what forgiveness is. 100%. Oh. It's, it's actually about the healing of yourself. That's right. I actually do believe it, it, it frees both of you. Mm-hmm. When I, over the years, I, I learned very a long time ago with someone that, that actually hurt me very badly. And I thought, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. And, and I, so what I did is I actually, I, I sent love to myself and I sent love every time I thought of that person to that person as well. And you know what? It actually healed myself so quickly over a number of weeks, months, and it actually healed that person as well. Beautiful. And everything, everything's 
fine. But it is about the freeing of oneself. Mm. Exactly. And when I know I'm healed, it's when I tell the story of whatever hurt it was. And I don't feel any change in the vibration of my cells at all. So it doesn't belong to me anymore. So it's equanimity, I suppose. I mean, I did some work on myself, you know, years ago, and it was a really cool system called the schema therapy. And the word equanimity really made sense to me then, and I still, it still does now. And for me, how I interpret it is whenever I say something, if there is nothing within my cells or my heart space that, that troubles me, it's part, you know, it's yep. gone. So yep. I can tell the story, but it has no tie on me anymore. Yep, that's mm. very good. Mm. To, to, yeah. Yeah, to, to, to know that it just doesn't create any negative vibration through, mm-hmm. the, through the body. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm. great stuff. Mm. So how do we get to, if we're talking about that vortex and not being drawn into that, mm. what, are, what can we do today? What do we do now to avoid that? Because we're in that space and time with Christmas being our example in today's episode yeah. where we are just about to enter that time of year that a lot of people get a bit chaotic and it gets a bit crazy, but how can we pull ourselves back out of that vortex? Well, I think if you, I think if you find yourself, the simplest of things, if you find yourself rushing, you know, going too fast, mm. like walking too fast, talking too fast, driving too fast, whatever, just think, okay, just, let's just take a minute here. Mm. What am I doing? Let's just slow right down. So I think that's probably the number one thing yeah. that you can do. Um, if you feel like you're absorbing too much negative energy from news from other people as well, it's about sort of catching yourself. It's mm. about awareness um, and thinking, oh, actually, I, look, I feel really sorry for that person and I have all the empathy in the world and what I will do is I'm going to channel them healing energy but I'm personally not going to get involved mm. in that. And you know as practitioners you mm. have to be like that. Mm. You know, we have to be completely present and we want to show as much empathy as we possibly can, but we can't take on yeah. the energies of everyone that we're working with. So it's actually a bit like that in the greater world that we're going out into. Mm. It's really about catching yourself as much as you can. Yeah. And so, again, going back to... Mindfully eating, eating slowly, talking slowly, allowing yourself more time to get places, Mm. allowing more time in between meetings or patient sessions or whatever it is. Yeah. Just allowing that contingency space Mm. and then, and allowing that time every day for self care, whether it be a nap, whether it be a walk on the beach, meditation, yoga, whatever. Yeah. And I think the most important thing always is, is just grounding oneself every day bare feet on the grass the sand the rocks sounds very hippie i know touching the tree going out onto the balcony or the yard at night before you go to bed and just really connecting with the earth and the stars all those sorts of things yeah simple as simple but can make an enormous difference yes mm. love that so good that's what we've arrived at our fiddle of things great haven't we you're you're heading that way Three little things, and they're kind of all, they're all sort of the same, aren't they, really? But well, and so a bit of a um, heads up here, Greg is going to be a guest speaker at a men's health event run by our association just because someone heard you on our previous podcast and mm. was 
so taken by your message. So that's coming up in November, isn't it? Yeah. So gonna Looking forward stuff. to it. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. It'd be great. It'd be really good. Mm. Very happy about that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, so my three little things would be not being drawn into the frantic energy leading up to Christmas. And I think, as Lily said, also expanding that into, into any big events. Yeah. Just calm, grounded, slow, you know, arrive in a harmonious place. And not being drawn, as my second thing would be, as much as physically, consciously possible, not being drawn into the lower consciousness of, of other people, of situations, of the greater world around us. Maintaining that positive and positivity and empathy. Mm. And third thing, it's I just feel like it's so advantageous to consciously work on one's own EQ, emotional intelligence, every single day. Yeah. To mm. just constantly grow and improve that. Just have that awareness set around that. So that would be my three little things. Three, oh. I think they're three quite big. The three big things. <laughs> well, that's the irony of every episode we do is that they're never three little things. <laughs> three <laughs> little, very big things. Yes. Uh, but that's the yeah no i think i think just be calm Mm. go intentionally slow be kind don't be over kind (laughs) (laughs) but you know and and i do think one of the things i think that's just so important that we we, we touched on before is just you know sitting every day for a couple of minutes just to be really kind to yourself and and affirming to yourself and your subconscious mind, which creates all of it, you know, I'm more than enough the way that I am right now. Love it. Thank you, Greg. Uh, like always, we will put your, your details in the show notes so our listeners can find you because you're very popular. Thank you. Um, but thank, thank you, you again for coming on. We love having you as a guest and we know our listeners love listening to you. Anytime. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. A quick disclaimer, these episodes are not intended to replace help, treatment or advice from your healthcare professionals. The information in today's podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not designed to diagnose or treat any conditions. This is just a friendly reminder that we do not know you or your child or those around you and therefore do not know your specific needs. Please seek guidance from your healthcare professionals surrounding your concerns.